everyone, and welcome back to the Stylish Bride Podcast, the show dedicated to all things bridal style and empowering women to be their own muse. Since 2004, we've dedicated ourselves to helping brides feel confident, comfortable, and beautiful on their wedding day. It's a long and winding journey, my friends, but we are here to tell you that you can do it and we will show you how. Now, let's get you dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Dress Styled and Down the Aisle podcast. I'm Dee. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to be here with you today and talking about a very important topic as you go through your bridal journey, how to look to yourself as inspiration rather than external sources. We have a lot to say on this topic, so we're going to jump right in. (laughs) (laughs) Julie, we briefly talked about this in the last episode, but can you tell us about the concept of being your own muse and why it's so important these days? Yeah, absolutely. This is something I feel really passionate about. And I think that it's advice that brides don't always get. The core concept is this. Only you know what's right for you. But as you're going through your engagement and the whole wedding planning process, you're getting tons of opinions from everyone, which I'm sure won't surprise you, but it can make it really difficult to hone in on exactly what you want for yourself. Not to mention the fact that there's inspirational and aspirational images coming at you in every direction. Um, It can make it really hard to know what path is right for you. So this idea of looking to yourself first and going into your own closet for inspiration, to me, that's the most important thing to start with. I believe you have all of the information you need inside yourself for a successful wedding dress search. It's what we've been doing for our clients for years, and it definitely works. I'm excited to share how to do that with you. This is such great advice. I want to call out a few people here. So If you're a mom about to take this journey with your daughter or an auntie or the maid of honor listening here, start with this advice rather than the idea of what the bride should or shouldn't wear or should look like. You can take all the credit. Julie and I will not take it personal, but we suggest you start with this advice first. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So can you break down for us exactly how to do this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I actually have a whole chapter about it in the book that I've written that's coming out in April, but, and I'll get into more detail there. But as we started discussing in the last episode, there are really four main elements that need to come together to have a perfect wedding dress for yourself. So those are your wedding style your personal style, your body type, and your budget. So we've already talked about how the details of the wedding, the date, the venue, the formality, all influence the dress that you pick. And we're going to get into pricing and budget in a future episode. So today we're chatting about how to determine your personal style and getting laser focus on what you love so you can apply that information into your wedding dress search. Yeah, I'm excited about it because to make it easy to understand, I developed a method called your style cocktail, which is my way of trying to get out all of the information in my head that has accumulated over the years into something that's digestible and easy for you guys to use. So that's my method. 
<laughs> if you're anything like me, mm-hmm. someone says cocktail and my ears perk up. So I hope it did the same for you all. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. But it's always interesting and exciting to hear this because after working for Julie for this long, there's so much story in your mind and you get so creative in the way you teach it and communicate it to our clients and brides. So I'm excited for you to share how our listeners can do it. So tell us what the style cocktail is. All right. So I've realized from working with women for so many years that someone's personal style isn't just one dimensional. It's actually a combination of things. And we often fall into the trap of thinking you're classic or you're boho, but it's never really the case. Like we have different layers and different sides to our personality. We're complex and our style has different sides too. I like to think of it like a cocktail, which is no surprise, I'm sure, but you have your base your mixer, and a splash of something. And just to give you an example, my favorite cocktail is a vodka soda. And so in that analogy, the vodka is my core style, the soda is my supporting style, and the lime is the twist of something to finish it off. And the way that translates into my personal style is that I would say I'm classic with feminine details and I love a pop of sparkle. The combination of those elements is what make up my style cocktail. D, what would you say yours is? Okay, let me think about this. I mean, these days I'm an espresso martini gal made with tequila. So tequila is my core style. <laughs> I say this with a lot of pride. <laughs> espresso <laughs> is my supporting style. And then it has to be freshly brewed, of course. Maybe I, I add that with the garnishing, then that the beans is my extra something. Okay. It has to have a cute little espresso bean on top. I'm with you for this. Absolutely. So how to apply it to myself? I would say that I walk the line of, I wouldn't call myself classic, but I like classic elements. I love to make a, just like the same way a cocktail has to be balanced. I like my look to feel balanced. So if I have a very out there skirt with a lot of volume, then I need the top to feel classic and simple and minimalistic in that way. So I feel like it has to have a lot of balance and that's what I focus my looks mainly on. Okay. So then what's your extra something? My extra something would be either color. I'm not necessarily the bling gal with the sparkle. So it has to have color or detail that doesn't feel very... Like I said, it has to have balance. So if I'm classic at the top, then I add color at the top too, just to make it balance in that way. So that would be my extra something, a little extra oomph of detail or color. Well, I mean, I think this is interesting too, because you know, you're a stylist and have been for a very long time and you're trained in this, but it isn't actually very easy for yeah. you to put together, right? It's sort of like, okay, wait, how am I translating this? Yeah. It's not easy. So, you know easily what your cocktail is, but okay, how does that translate? So that's what we're going to get into now. And to make it easy for all of our listeners, I've created a download that you can find on our website to help you go through this exercise and get the most out of it. Yes. I would love to walk you through where to find it specifically. So if you go to the stylishbride.com under the resources section, the wedding fashion resource library includes a just in gay section. So you'll be able to find the closet analyzer tagged as a free download on our website. So going back to you, Julie, walk us through what's first. Yes. This is the fun part. First, I want you to go to your closet 
open it up and you're going to start to take stock of what you see. When you're looking at the download that is on the website, it's going to ask you questions. It's going to guide you through this. But for the general reference here is, you know, you're going to be looking at details like colors and fabrics and embellishments. And we want you to start to notice patterns about what you find there. And you're going to mark all of this down on your sheet. Chances are that what will be revealed is that it's a mix of different things. So this is why it's really important to keep track. If you find yourself needing a little extra help, there are some questions that you can ask that should steer you in the right direction. And one of them that we talk about a lot with our clients is, what do you like to wear out to dinner on Saturday night with your fiance? And this is definitely a question we pose seasonally because we do find that what people wear in the winter is definitely different than the summer. So you want to think about it in context for of both seasons if you're in the Northeast like we are especially. Another one that's really good is what is your go-to dress for black tie events or someone else's wedding? And pull that out. Like, do you have a dress that you put on and every time you feel great wearing it, what elements does that item have? Once you've done this and you've taken a look, you're going to count up all of the tallies next to each piece. And from that, you'll be able to tell what your style cocktail is. Okay. So then what? All right. So you're going to use these words when you start searching for wedding dresses, which we're going to get more into in a second. But there's one more piece that you have to do first. Okay. You have to tell us what's next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the second part of the worksheet is based on shapes. And this is going to be where you really hone in on what you feel the best wearing and what makes you feel the most comfortable. So essentially it's the body type piece without getting very detailed on your shape. So you're going to go back into your closet at this point, and this time you're going to pay attention to the shapes that you see. We're looking specifically at necklines that you're drawn to, the skirt and dress shapes that you like to wear, and the sleeve lengths that you tend to prefer. There's a part on the worksheet where you can tally all of this up and... If you need more inspiration, I think that it's helpful also to look through your camera roll or your own Instagram profile and start noticing the patterns in the trends of what you like to wear. You can really tell a lot from this. And it's funny because we do this with our clients where we'll ask them all sorts of questions and they'll answer. And then we're like, okay, let's look at your Instagram feed together. And sometimes it's spot on. And a lot of times it's completely different than what they said it was. So it can be really funny and actually kind of shocking. So it's an important thing to do. But I think that the challenge with this piece of the exercise is that you probably have a lot of different styles in your closet. So that's where the tallying up becomes really helpful. And you're going to start to see what you have most of. That's really what we're interested in here. So by the end of the exercise, you're going to know what you most like wearing and feel the most comfortable in. Like for me, for example, it's a V-neck sweater, an A-line skirt, and it's most likely like a short or long sleeve detail in it. Dee, what about you? Okay. So as we saw before, I'm definitely all over the place, but again, I'm a stylist. I need to explore all styles at all times (laughs) before I can suggest it, but let me take a stab at it. So I love showing off my figure with dresses. If I'm going to dinner with Jeff or out with friends, But in my day-to-day, I'm drawn to a more masculine style, I would say, like oversized jackets and blazers, an oversized crew neck sweater during the winter with a straight trouser or jeans, 
So I feel like you would find more of the drama in the silhouettes I wear more than the colors or or the details within my pieces. What's interesting about that is that it would then lend itself to a more minimalistic design in a wedding dress. There's certainly a translation there. It would probably be something more of a slimmer silhouette, but also with clean lines and not overly feminine. Fully agree. I totally can see that. <laughs> Look at how it works. <laughs> um, okay. So as the people, now that we've gathered all of this information, what do they do with it? How is it related to the wedding dress search? Yeah. I mean, that's what I love so much about doing this is that it gives you all of the information and keywords that you need to effectively search for the wedding dress designers and dresses that you like. And what we know about searching, obviously, it's going to be no news to you, is that the more specific you are, the better results are. That's so true. And of course, like everything else, I know you have a method for this too. So how do you recommend that they start? So it's finally time to step out of your closet and go to social media, which everybody always laughs because it's not generally my favorite thing, but it really does have a purpose and a use if you know how to use it wisely. So that's what I'm going to try to teach you here so that you are not getting completely overwhelmed and doing a doom scroll into the deep, dark world of wedding dress searches. (laughs) Um, So each social media platform is good for different things. And it just so happens that Pinterest is actually a search engine. And it's my recommendation that you start there. Okay. So, I mean, whomever knows me, I love Pinterest. I I mean, any platform that gives me as many images or that I can search. I worked for another search engine right out of college as well. So the key was definitely within the search and the specific words that you use to find, obviously, what you were looking for. So I would say I could definitely get caught up (laughs) for hours and hours looking at amazing pictures and making boards and whatnot. But how does a bride use it effectively, Julie, would you say? I think you're absolutely right. And I think that the key is in the search terms. And again, the more specific you are, the better your results will be and the more telling. So for example, my terms would be, we know that I love a classic A-line. I am somebody who absolutely loves fabrics. And if you go into my closet, it's much more fabric oriented than it is in patterns and things like that. So my search terms would be classic A-line duchess satin wedding dress. So from there, when you look at the results, you're going to go on a massive pinning spree. I always say to pin everything and anything that you like. Don't worry about curating it at this point. Just put it up there and then you're going to step back. You've got to close the app, like time yourself, give yourself an hour and be like, okay, I'm going to just do this, bang it out. And then you need to let it sit and marinate. You do not want to keep going and going and going. It's tempting, but don't let yourself do that. But then go back a day or two later and edit the board. So you're going to go in and eliminate the things that you don't really like anymore that don't resonate or confuse the overall concept. Like sometimes people will be like, oh, I just like that one bow or I hate this back. So take that stuff out but you're also going to want to notice trends. So what we find when we're looking at clients' Pinterest boards is that there are often images of the same dress pinned multiple times. So that's something to definitely pay attention to. 
But what's going to probably be the most helpful is noticing the designers that you've pinned. And I would be shocked if you didn't start to see the same designers over and over again. So once you know who they are, and there's a little tally on your sheet for this too, when you know your top three designers, your work with Pinterest is mostly done. You are going to know now how to turn to Instagram to go to the next step. So I'm sure we've all already been there, but how are we going to then Again, I'm speaking for the people here. How are we going to use all of these newfound knowledge, right, on Pinterest and, and Instagram and turn it to something strategic and being on social media strategically? Can you walk us a little bit more of how you see that next step working? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's so much on Instagram that now that you know the designers that you're most drawn to and the styles that you keep seeing over and over again, you're going to be able to be a little bit more efficient when you're searching. Actually, I hope a lot more efficient rather than just a little, but you are going to be able to use hashtags more effectively and also do research on the designers that you've identified. We, of course, recommend things like going into the posts they're tagged in, not just into the designer's feed themselves. And you can pay attention to things like, are you still identifying with this designer? Are the people that are actually wearing the dresses, is it looking the way that you thought it would look from the pictures the designer and the company is putting out themselves? And from that, you're going to get a feel for What's the vibe of this brand? What are they showing and how does it actually look in real life from real brides? And that's going to give you a lot of information. So at the end of that step, if the person that you identified or the designer that you identified on Pinterest is still in the running and you still love the designs and you're excited to see more, that's when you know it's really somebody that you're interested in and it's going to help you make your appointments and identify certain pieces that you want to make sure that you can try on. Okay. So from there, the obvious next step seems to, as you said, make the appointment. So now we're headed to their websites to not just only make our appointment, but also maybe scroll through some other collections. I know that it's a trend these days to go for that vintage look or the more unique style that isn't necessarily been being worn. So do you recommend they scroll through previous collections and even find out a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. I think that it's important to go in with as clear of a view as you can, but also remain open. If there's just a dress that you absolutely fall in love with, like maybe it's the one that you pinned seven times before without realizing it, understand, like knowing what the name of that dress is or the style number, so that when you make an appointment with the store that carries these dresses, you can make sure that dress is actually there. You will learn that not every store has every dress unless it's a designer's. And even then, sometimes they don't have it. So identifying these dresses themselves so that you can use that information to make sure they're there is a really critical piece. And the other thing that websites are great for is, of course, discovering what stores carry their designs in your area. It's full of information. It's definitely more specific and curated by the brand themselves, but it is a step that I wouldn't skip. So at this point, we're getting ready for appointments. Are we going to dive into this or maybe we should... I mean, I know that this is a hefty, lengthy topic on our end and how to strategically make appointments. So 
maybe we save that for our next episode. What do you think, Julie? Absolutely. I think that this has been (laughs) a lot and they definitely have a good amount of homework. So do that and then tune in next week so that you can get all of our advice for booking the appointments. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're going to get into scheduling and appointments in the next episode. So as Julie just said, make sure you tune in next week on Tuesday. As always, if you have any questions, please reach out to us over Instagram DMs or at thestylishbride.com. You can always reach out to hello at the Stylish Bride and we'll make sure to answer any and all questions right away. Thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this information has been helpful. And if so, we would love for you to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts from to help other people find us. And if you're looking for more information on one of the topics we discussed, please check out our resource library on our website, thestylishbride.com, where we have loads of free information for you. If you have specific questions, you can reach out on Instagram. Our handle's thestylishbride, and we would love to hear from you. Until next week, bye for now.